Jefferson Francis Ross. My middle initial is F now? I don't know what it actually is. B. What's your B? Middle initial is B. Jefferson Bernard Ross. Bernard? You, you kind of look like a Bernard. What does that even mean? Straight from the Straight Red Plex, you are listening to Straight Red. I am your host, Jeff Ross, and with me, as always, a man who was just snubbed for best short subject foreign language documentary, a film called Man with Too Many Baskets, Alex S. Kibler. Alex, I feel like you were robbed at the Academy Awards. It was really, you put together something really special. The worst part is I bought a tuxedo instead of renting one, because I was like, you know what, this is experience is worth it. And it's going to pay for itself. And it will pay deals. for itself once I walk the red carpet. No, I, I do not have an Oscar, Jeff. Thank you for uh, calling attention to my shortcomings, I think is what I'm trying to say, I guess. Hey, it's just an honor to be nominated. Yeah, no, hey, it's good to be there. I mean, you're being very topical. Congratulations, Leonardo DiCaprio. Because <laughs> yeah, uh, he listens to this. Very, yeah, man. Leo, <laughs> hey, call us, Leo, if you have... You want to talk about your victory? Um, Little known fact, Leonardo DiCaprio is one of the 3,000 LAFC owners. He's not. He could be, though. I haven't actually been able to read the whole document. I can't find time on my busy schedule to see all the people who are part owner for LAFC. But I'm pretty sure Leo's in there. Pretty sure. No ability to read. I always thought that was the problem. Here I am. Here hey, I am. you've made it this far. I've made it a long way. With you. A long way. Yes. Jeff, how Alex, are you? Oh, I was going to ask how you Jeff, were. Jeff, how no. Hey, Jeff, no, how are you? I'm so tired. But how are you? Alex? I'm doing great. I I had a a rare 7 p.m. coffee and I'm like in a good place right now. I tell you what. I it is it is unfortunate the degree to which I am addicted to caffeine. <laughs> It's near frightening. When does it get frightening? Uh, about a long time ago. <laughs> we're we're there. We're at the frightening stage. We're at the frightening stage. <laughs> we're, we're at the frightening stage of this. Yes. Seven p.m. coffee. What are we gonna do with you, Alex? I used what to like make fun we... of people who had this thing, and now I'm like, oh, hey, you know, it sounds good. Coffee. <laughs> I think I'll have a cup of Joe. <laughs> ten p.m. At ten p.m. Cup of Joe. Well, Alex, as you know, yes. we are deep in election season, and there was a presidential election. Yes. The FIFA presidential election. Oh, I was thinking of a different one. What, the one we have here? Yeah, it's coming we up. No, we have no t- No, it's not coming up until November. That's a good we point. Have no time for that, at least not right now. Also, register to vote Americans. Also, but, we're not talking about politics on the show. <laughs> but no, that's going to be a disaster. Uh, FIFA president, they got a new one. We have one. He's, you know... There was a great point made on Reddit, which is that it's amazing. Oh, really? It's amazing how you know does not currently have never been found convicted of fraud is like a really high honor. Like you know when you when someone wins an election in FIFA and like part of the resume resume is having never been convicted of fraud or embezzlement. You're like, wow, this guy's doing pretty good. 
Congratulations. Infantino. I'm, yeah, I, I'm I'm like optimistic of that. Gianni Infantino? Yeah, apparently he's been like this, this this sort of the number two guy for UEFA for a long time. He's also the man who is responsible for expanding the Euro tournament to its current field size of 24. Um, oh, it was my understanding it was 128 teams. Something like that, yeah. Which was widely panned at the time, but has led to arguably the most exciting euro qualifying ever you have teams that traditionally have not been you know picked to do much like like wales for instance who mm-hmm. find themselves in the heat of a serious euro qualification battle and in fact they've now qualified for the euros um but it's it's the qualification leading into this euro was really really exciting and i think what what i think maybe got him elected is that there's a lot of nations out there especially in regions like concacaf mm-hmm. like the ticos and and so on who are certainly never a shoe-in for the World Cup in the way that a Mexico or a USA might be, um, who are like, you know what, if, we, if CONCACAF gets one more slot, we could see ourselves in that, sl- in that slot, if that makes I mean, sense. Let us hope. Let us hope. Now, Infantino has already come out and said he's not taking any World Cups away from anybody. Mm-hmm. So any hope of grabbing uh, 2022, gone. It's a shame. That's a way. But seems to be somewhat open to the idea of the U.S., or at least CONCACAF, having a World Cup. But, Gingers, if you don't follow the exciting world of FIFA presidential elections, <laughs> you may have missed some of the other people running who have phenomenal names, such as... Take us through it. Prince Ali, who we were supporting Ababwa? initially. No, not this time. He's Ali Al-Hussein. But ah. I always hear the song in my head once I heard we were supporting Prince, Prince Ali. Jerome Champagne. That okay. Listen, if you Jerome have, Champagne. That's like the most like that to me is like a rapper in a Dave Chappelle skit. <laughs> really, to me that's like a Bond henchman. Oh yeah, that's solid too. Yeah. Or 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 you know you wrote a story and you decided a character needed to be French. That was the best you could <laughs> Jerome do. Jerome Champagne. He's from France. <laughs> Like, oh, you fought that one in. But the top, the top of all of these guys who ended up withdrawing before the votes even happened, Tokyo Sex Whale. I just don't even... And that can't be how it's pronounced, by the way. But that is how it is spelled. <laughs> you know, it takes an election like the FIFA presidential election to remind us that our political system isn't so ridiculous after all <laughs> you know how it's it, a great name we feel normal in our political system when you compare it in contrast to the fifa political machine that exists out there oh my it's goodness. ridiculous that guy's literal name is tokyo sex whale it, there's no way that that's how that last name is no pronounced. none because he's South and it's African. probably tokyo sexuale but uh, Tokyo it, Sex Whale, that's that name. That's like top five names of all time. I Tokyo. Can't get over this wait name. a minute. Tokyo Sex Whale. Doesn't it sound like a character from some kind of cyberpunk novel? You know, where everybody is always jacked into the machine. Yeah. Tokyo Sex Whale. It's his whale. alias. Yeah, it's his alias. His he, real he, name is like Frank, but he goes by yeah, Tokyo Sex Whale. Tokyo Sex Whale. He's got all the energy pills you could want. Like we should strange. we should get Tokyo Sex <laughs> Sex Whale on the podcast. 
he'll immediately Just correct so, so that you can so I can read the blurb that you would write for having on the distinguished Tokyo sex whale. I bet it's sex whale. <laughs> the last name. But anyway, I don't Jim, care. It's sex whale. Either. It's sex whales. As far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Oh, boy. Well, Gingers, you missed it. So we have a new president. And the question remains, is anything different? Alex, is anything different? Really, fundamentally, is anything different? It's. I would say it's too early to tell, but I'm not I, – I, I don't see us – see being optimistic being really viable. I, I, I think – I think if it hasn't already been plainly stated by our new president – Mm-hmm. that the outrage and the unbelievably horrific human rights violations that are occurring every single day in the build-up to the Qatar World Cup, if he has not already said this has to stop, then I don't see much changing. It, it's, it's, it's about as serious of a human rights violation that has happened in recent times. Uh, something like a thousand people have died in the efforts to build World Cup quality facilities in the middle of the f- desert. I hope you bleeped that. I'm going to. I was serious. I want people to wonder how serious that swear was. I. It's, it's horrific that it's allowed to continue at the rate that it is. So until that changes, no, I don't see anything else. You know, you, you hope that a new blood comes in and they say, listen, this is ridiculous. So this is stopping right now. Well, he's already gone on record saying that's not going to change. Yeah. And, and for me, that, that's, a, that's a failure. For as much traction as we gained with all of the stuff that the FBI has been doing and, and the U.S.'s role in making sure that FIFA is being held accountable, the fact that migrant workers are continuing to have their passports taken from them told they cannot go home and then dying by the dozens every month tells me that nothing's changed but speaking of changes nice segue (laughs) i get paid big money for this yeah man u.s soccer has changed the crest for the first time in 20 years it was time jeff it was time oh it was overtime alex your thoughts I like it. I, I it's clean. It's you know it's stylish. It's 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 sort of simple without being boring, which is nice. Mm-hmm. But we've had this conversation before, Jeff. Why Go don't they just use the Centennial Crest? The Centennial Preaching Crest is the best the crest we've ever had. It's immaculate in every way. What's why not? Why why? Jeff, why? Because it doesn't say USA on it. Is that the reason? Because it doesn't say USA. They not as if out. a navy blue field with white stars and red and white stripes is confusing for people. They knocked it out of the park with the centennial. Oh, it was so great. It's great. Simple. It's the flag. All it is is the flag. That's what it oh. is. And I'm like, oh, great. That makes perfect sense because that's the country you're in. Now, here's the thing. Could it be a lot worse? Yes. Namely, the one that we've had for 20 years is substantially worse. If you haven't seen a ginger's, it's very plain. Um, You have seven stripes for some reason vertically. Uh, And USA spelled out in sort of uh, really great typography. It it looks really nice. 
Um, there's been a lot of hullabaloo on the internet the last couple days about, you know, some alleged plagiarism of this logo. You know, there's, but so, some further digging indicates that it's probably in reverse. The, the logo yeah. got leaked about a week before. Apparently, there's some youth baseball team somewhere that has a logo that's nearly identical. Um, apparently, what really happened was the logo got leaked by U.S. Soccer and promptly copied by this youth league um yeah i think it's that direction i think it's an this it's really a non-story if i'm totally honest this probably Um, won't be around in a week it won't be around in a week that that league's going to change you know there's no chance of them ever winning any sort of actual anything against u.s soccer on this and i have a feeling just with how big of a corporate thing that U.S. soccer is, they sent the lawyers on this to like make sure that they could get the copyright and all this stuff. They looked into all of this because just to avoid a disaster like this, where you incidentally have something that looks like a different club or whatever, and the fact that this is an, uh, an obscure youth baseball league in a town in Virginia, like I just don't think this would have even shown up in any sort of research on this because they came after the fact anyway but i just want to say the new crest i do like a lot but the centennial crest was superior crest and we should have just kept that preach preach brother 13 stripes 13 stars done i'm good i don't Ah, need anything else it was just luscious and now you got like the weird number of i don't know everything else is weird (laughs) everything else is (laughs) everything is terrible it's not terrible i do like it i do like it um, ah, that Centennial Crest, I'll miss it. I've missed it for some time, but it's nice. I'm still concerned though about the actual shirts. But the actual shirts will have. I'm holding my breath that the leak is just a training top. The thing that I'm so worried about is yeah. the source of that leak. Their batting average is incredible. Like they're normally. Uh, I hate my life. I really hope it's not true. I'm not even gonna point you towards the gingers. It's that bad, mm. but. Enough of the preamble. Let's get down to the meat of the matter. Jeff, when you when you called me on, on Skype today, it hit me that soccer is back. It's back, baby. We're here. Gingers, this weekend, the 2016 MLS season kicks off this Sunday all around the league. Ten games in the span of about seven hours. Soccer's back, baby. You now, could be... Oh, go ahead. That being said, I'm going to freeze my butt off this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be... Whether or not soccer should be played in March in some of these places is a different question. But, that being said, let's let's get into this. There was, there was certainly a lot of surprises last season. There was some... There were some really outstanding performances. There were some teams that were sort of did not very much with a whole lot of talent. There was teams that did a lot with not a lot of talent. Um, so what we thought we would do, Gingers, mm-hmm. let's, we're going to go through the teams in alphabetical order so people don't get butt hurt. In alphabetical order. Did you just use the term butt hurt? I did. So Are you 14? No. It's going all I'm over. I'm the of the internet. Uh, so we're going to oh go through God. Uh, the teams, and we're going to talk about, are we going to buy or are we going to sell? Do we like the direction this team is headed in? Do we think they have a chance of making the playoffs this year? Or 
are we going to condemn their movements and say, what the heck are they doing? Jeff, time to buy or sell. Chicago Fire. Hold on. Do do we have to uh, rent that trademark from another show? Probably. Buy or sell. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to keep saying it. Buy or sell. Chicago Fire. Now, Chicago famously made the what I think might be the shock move of the offseason in their trade of Harry Ship to Montreal. You know, here's the thing. Chicago had flashes of brilliance last year. They really did. But there's a lot of talent that has left that that building. Um, Jeff Lorenowitz, gone. Lavelle Palmer, gone. McGee, gone. Patrick Niarco traded to D.C. Harry Ship to Montreal, gone. Now, have they added a lot of names? Sure they have. But at this point, it's for me, it's still sort of an up-in-the-air type of thing. They got rid of 15 players. Yeah, dude. They cleaned 15 house. 15 players are gone. This isn't even the same team. This is a different team. The, the, they got rid of everybody. There's, yeah. there's nobody on this team left. Uh, I, I still don't think they're any good. I really don't. I, I, I really like. I like the fans in Chicago. I think they deserve better. But I'm not. I'm not sold on these moves. Here's in, in our in our structure. In our structure, I think it my take is sell. Then right because I'm tempted if if hold is an option to keep them at the bottom of the league. That's that's a possibility. Uh, but I, I'm not sold on this. However, I would say if we had a separate list, we're like, where's where are the surprise going to be? Chicago would be top of my list of teams that could surprise me because I'm holding this in low regard, very low regard. They're a sell for me. Well, for me. I'm actually going to say they're a buy. Is it because it's so low to begin with? <laughs> they're already at the bottom of the league. And ostensibly, the idea behind getting rid of Harry Ship was because, at least in the idea of the front office, there is a very specific and set plan. There is a very specific and set vision for what this team is going to look like. And to be totally honest with you, that's more than they've had in quite a while. So, based on vision alone, I'm going to buy the Chicago Fire. Also, you're going to buy the Chicago Fire. I think I have the money in my wallet currently to buy the Chicago Fire. I don't Is know if this... you saw. I don't, I don't know if you saw. My, my goodwill ambassador, you know, sort of, uh, I, I, I'm, I've put my feelers out there in a lot of different places. I, I made sure that Pope, wait, what's his name? <laughs> oh, Wow. Wow. I'm not going to help you. I'm going to let you drown. You know, you're you're a good friend, Jeff. I'll let you drown. You're, <laughs> you're good. You're good. Think it through. You can do uh, it. You're a good friend. You know that? His name is Pope Francis. And he... <laughs> I, I gave the Pope. Listen, uh, clearly who not cares? He's just the Pope. He's just the Pope. That's all that matters. So I gave the Pope a soccer ball, Chicago Fire. I'm, I'm trying to spread the brand. It's all about the brand. If I get the Catholics, man, that's great. Well, you do need the divine intervention, so I feel they this. need they need something. That's certainly for sure. Move. Definitely a wise <laughs> move. 
I like Chicago. Pope Frank, though. He's a cool guy. It's nice. Call him Pope Frank? You didn't even know his name a minute ago. <laughs> no, we're close. We're like, we're like this. <laughs> very close. Yeah. yeah. Very, very close. <laughs> Uh, moving on colorado rapids colorado rapids jeff rumors out of colorado are that they're looking to spend a lot of money and they're spending a lot of money in a really weird way and it's not on mustache wax for pablo mastroeni although apparently that for a while there was quite the expense um tim howard is rumored to be headed to the colorado rapids very soon from what i understand for a lot of money. Millions. Millions. Millions, plural, per year. I love Tim Howard. Don't get me wrong. Great goalkeeper. And also, if Colorado is willing to pay him the rumored numbers that I've seen, then yeah, you take that money. Just rob these people blind. <laughs> I, I understand. But if you're Colorado, what's the plan? What is the plan? Spending all this money on a goalkeeper when you have a young and good goalkeeper in Zach McMath on yeah. this team. Yeah, yeah. Who is not costing you millions of dollars? What is Tim Howard going to make a difference for this team this year? I, I, I guess you know Colorado is in a place where. Here's the thing: you said it in the pre-show. Keeping goals out is not necessarily their problem. They're, they're it's getting them in. They can't score. Can't score. So goals. why are you dropping this amount of money on? Tim Howard, unless you really think know. it's going to do that much for your brand that it's going to make up for it in the long run. You know, we're looking sort of at, at what got brought in. Yeah, they brought in Connor Doyle from D.C., and yeah, they brought in this Gashi guy from FC Basel, and that should be a pretty good signing. I'm actually excited about that. We talked about that in a previous pod. And the addition of Marco Papa is certainly not to be sort of looked over here. I just feel like that money could be spent elsewhere. I think in terms of generally speaking, the around the, the, the direction that this team is headed, I'm going to sell on the Colorado Rapids. To keep life interesting, I'm buying, and I'm going to tell you why. This team was terrible last year. They were. Similar to Chicago being terrible. You don't have many other options. You know, it, it, it can't get much worse. Uh, also, Pablo Mastroeni must realize at some level this this is it, and if there if if management's willing to spend millions of dollars on Tim Howard, they're not doing that to not make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So even though that that move doesn't make any sense to me, it's like you got to get these people playing out of their mind because yeah. you're you're done, you're done. Though you find yourself just like Jason Christ did, like management spends all this money and you don't make the playoffs. Like we're we're done here. All all talk aside. Uh, we should have we should have a pot about people who are on the hot seat because I think Pablo's on the hot seat day one. I think he is too. I, I think if 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 this front office feels that these moves that they've made are enough to have them contend, and he doesn't contend with them, whether or not that's correct or not, he's 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 certainly his seat's pretty warm right about now. Pretty warm, still buying just to keep it interesting. Let's keep it rocking and rolling. Columbus Crew SC baby soccer club MLS nope. Cup finalist. No longer hashtag new crew. They're new now. They're, they're, just, they're the just the crew now. Yeah, the, the, the newness has worn off. It doesn't smell like a new new car anymore up there it's the in crew. Columbus. Um, not a ton of, I guess, meaningful moves uh, this offseason. They did lose Jack McInerney, who was a, a key role player yeah. for them. Um, but, once again, they brought in the, the, the venerable veteran, I like that alliteration, Connor Casey, uh, this offseason. 
Um, they they've made a couple moves. Uh, Corey Ash came in from free agency. Corey Ash. Uh, there's there's not a lot to talk about. But here's the thing: the crew were phenomenal last year. Great team, and, and that core is still present here. They're still going to be a great team. They are going to be a great team. I think they could even be a supporter shield contender in a, as far as I can tell, still very weak Eastern Conference. I'm buying, even though there's not much higher for them to go. They made it to the MLS final. Uh, they're a good team. I am disappointed that Ola Kamara is not related to Kai Kamara. There's no it's a relation shame, really. whatsoever. Yeah, I really wish there was. They just have the same last name. There's nothing else there. Uh, and the moves they made in the offseason, other than Jack McInerney, uh, most of these moves made a lot of sense to me. Um, and Jack McInerney is pro- – uh, who knows what's going on in the background, but he's moved around a lot recently, which gives me some questions about, like, is is he, like, difficult to work with or something? Like, I don't, I don't know what's going on there. Uh, although I believe Portland is going to be a good spot for him. Unrelated. We're not at Portland yet. I'm buying it. What are you saying? Jeff? I'm selling. How dare you? And I'm not selling because I, I think that they're not going to play well this year. They're obviously going to play well this year. They're going to make the playoffs. There's no question they're going to make the playoffs. That's not that's not what's at to, at you know stake here. But that being said, mm-hmm. I'm not convinced that this front office is doing enough really to to find an eventual replacement for some of the not quite as young gentlemen who play for this team on a team that has you know Michael Parkhurst, Federico Iguain, Connor Casey, you know certainly some of these 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 moves are about right now but that being said, I would like to see a little bit more youth in the team. Um, I think I think it's time to bring in a player who you might view as a direct replacement for a Federico Iguain. Now, that being said, is that Cedric Mabwadi? I don't know. Uh, it might be Cedric Mabwadi, but um, I, I I don't. You know, here's the thing. They, they, yes, they made it to the MLS Cup final. Were they the best team last year? No, and I think they were probably the fourth or fifth best team. But I also think that they were maybe just a couple of pieces away from being maybe the best team in the league. And I don't see the moves this offseason being made to sort of take a step forward. This this team to me screams, we know we can make the playoffs and that's good enough and we'll see what happens from there. When they're within striking distance of being the best team in the league. Does that make sense? Meaning, I, I just think yeah, that they can do so, so much. much more than what they're currently doing. And there's not a ton of pieces they need to move to make that happen. We're only in the third season of new ownership in Columbus. That's true. Uh, we're only in, what, the second season of Burhalter. I, I think there's a lot to come. And I think it's too early to tell, like, oh, they don't have enough young players. I'm still curious to see how their youth development setup's going to work. I, I get where you're coming from, but I, I can't get on board with you, to put it politely. That's fair. Uh, DC United, I, let's move on. Well, I will agree, though, that, that that kid is awful. All right, keep it moving. It's really terrible, dude. DC United. Bad. DC United has had a very interesting offseason. Um, I'm going to tell you right now, mm-hmm. first and foremost, this... DC United 
could either be really, really good or they could be a dumpster fire. You know, I would say all of the Ben Olsen years have been like that. That's a fair point. I mean, the thing is, you've brought in a lot of raw talent here. Um, Patrick Nyarko particularly is a player who I feel like the injury bug has stunted his career. He could have been a lot more than he was for Chicago. He's, he has electric pace, um, very quick with the ball at his feet, but he never really got off the ground as much as he could have in, in Chicago because of injury problems. Um, they also brought in Lamar Nagel, Marcelo Sarvas, big names in this league, but out the door went Perry Kitchen, Chris Pontius, Connor Doyle. You, you, you lost Arietti, you lost Eddie Johnson. Um, I, I really, it's too soon to tell for me, and so I'm really interested to hear, hear what you're going to say. Sure. So Eddie Johnson, let's keep in mind, he retired. He didn't even play last year anyway uh, due to uh, health issues. My concern with DC United is they didn't bring in a single forward. Yeah. Not one. Where are the goals going to come from on this team? But they team? lost two. They, they, they scored so many of their goals from set pieces, and yet they get rid of their two forwards. But I, I, I do have to keep in mind, and you've already made this point uh, multiple times, it's, it's that like D.C., it, it's a hot or cold team. Like Sometimes they're, they're right up there. They're taking you all the way to the Eastern Conference Final or further. But uh, other times, with the same coach, with virtually the same roster, they're just awful. Awful. They were not doing well in the CONCACAF Champions League. Their follow-up game, their second leg's happening right now. And by the way, they're currently losing at this particular <laughs> point. But it's hard to judge them against a Liga MX team, and also they're in preseason. All this being said, you know what? I'll take a buy. I think there's upside. I'm selling only because I feel like they outperformed last year. Meaning... The results that they got, I don't necessarily think that the talent level that they had really deserved those results. And I fail to see how that level of overperforming is repeatable this year, especially when you haven't made any direct replacements for some of this talent that you've lost. The the, the question mark at forward is a problem. We'll have to see <laughs> how that that plays out. I'm not saying they don't have any forwards. They absolutely do. But they let some talent go, and I don't know who's replacing that talent. That's all. Yeah. Uh, FC Dallas. Way down there in Frisco, Texas, Jeff. Beautiful FC Frisco, Dallas. Um, obviously one of the best attacking teams last year. Um, they were absolutely electrifying um, at times last year. There are some names that left the building. Um, certainly Dan Kennedy and Blas Perez being two of the biggest. Um, Blas Perez's time, I think he could see the writing on the wall in terms of like what, um, what his future held in that building. And I think he's going to get minutes in Vancouver, which is nice. Um, but we'll have to see sort of how that plays out. Um, Mm -hmm. Maxi Aruti being brought in is potentially a very, very exciting signing. I'm buying FC Dallas. I don't think FC Dallas had a lot to do to sort of reload, but bringing in a couple of uh, players from out of the league in Carlos Lazar, excuse me, how do you, Lazarazo? I can never say his name. And and the two Carlos Lazarazo. Whatever, go go for it. You're bringing talent from outside the league. You 
you're bringing in a forward who's had success in the league before and Maxi Arruti. So I, I'm 100% buying on FC Dallas. Absolutely buying on FC Dallas. I think they made a lot of smart offseason moves. Um, the players that they let go were talented, don't get me wrong, but like Dan Kennedy was no longer starting in goal. Right. You know, they had moved on. Blas Perez was not starting regularly on the team. They had moved on. Um, and, and let's face it, Dan Kennedy, veteran, Blas Perez, veteran, that, that ties up a lot of cap space. You got to pay these yeah, guys. Yeah, it does. Exactly. That's a great call. Yeah. And I think they've made a lot of very smart pickups. They signed two of their draft picks. They've got a homegrown player that uh, that signed. They've got They've got some good moves here. And they've got Oscar Pereja, who can get anybody to play. I'm buying. Come on. This is going to be a great team. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch that team as well. Staying in Texas, though, Houston Dynamo. Houston has made a lot of moves this offseason. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised by Brad Davis getting traded. Yeah, me too. I that, thought he was going re- to retire in Houston. And, and honestly, a part of me was very much – I wanted him to retire. In Houston, I, I think of him in a Houston Dynamo shirt. You know, we've had this conversation before. It's like, if you retire, whose shirt are you wearing? Mm-hmm. There's no doubt Brad Davis is wearing the orange of the Houston Dynamo oh, yeah. when he makes the Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, here's the thing. He's going to help out at Houston, at Sporting, pardon me. Um, yeah, that, he's still got something left in him. Listen, a good cross from the wing plays at any age in any league. 100%. Now, they brought in Christian Maidana. They brought in Andrew Winger from Philadelphia. Um, I, you know, Houston was so hot and cold last year. They'd have games where they blew the doors off of people. And they'd have games where they were relatively quiet. Um, I'm interested to sort of hear your take on some of these moves that they've made. Mm -hmm. You know, I think, especially in, in the form of an Andrew Winger... You have a guy who, you know, is still a pretty young man. He's 25 years old, who you saw flashes with his spells with the impact and with the union uh, of really high quality, especially in, in 2014 with the union. Um, he, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm interested to see, they, if I remember correctly, and I'm going to pull it up right now, I think Houston has a pretty tough opening slate let me pull up their schedule here really quickly i'm interested to see what their results yeah so here's their opening slate what the results are going to look like at sort of the end of april all right Mm -hmm. um home against new england home against dallas away at red bull away at vancouver home against seattle home against la away at columbus away at rsl that's the first open to the that's the first two months of their season and, and what I hope is that they maintain sort of the the electric pace and the the ball control that they they did so well last year, but they're they're in for a rough start of the season. All in all, I would say that I'm going to buy though on them. Yeah, they got a, They're looking at a rough start. They're looking at a rough start. But I think some of the hot and cold you saw in the 2015 season was very directly related to Owen Coyle getting used to MLS. I, I agree with that. Yes. I think the training wasn't quite what it needed to be. Uh, it's a weird league, especially when you've always coached elsewhere. Um, I think they're going to be a stronger team this year. Brad Davis, still, that surprised me. He played, I just looked this up, 271 games. Wow. For the Houston Dynamo. 
And he used to play for the San Jose Earthquakes before they moved to Houston and became the Houston Dynamo. Uh, it's a lot of matches. A lot of matches. The man's gone. But I like a lot of these moves. I do like the Andrew Winger move. I do. I think I like the Christian Maidana move better. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be interesting to see how this team... Also notice they didn't do any um, transfers from outside the league. Yeah. They're sticking with known talent inside the league, which I don't mind that. I mean, these these players are either you know free transfers from from different places or just a matter of uh, trades. You know, it's if, if if you're a soccer fan and you don't sort of realize how the the league works, it's not like a lot of international where people are just bought and sold. There's a lot of trades that happen uh, in MLS, which is sort of abnormal in the soccer world, um, but. Especially when you bring in players with the upside of a Maidana and an Andrew Winger from Philly, mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Very interesting. I'm going to buy him. I'm going to buy Houston Dynamo. I, I think it's going to be a better year than they had last year. Interesting team. We'll see how it all pans out. But both the ownership of the Houston Dynamo and their fans, like the, they do have expectations. This is a team that has won back-to-back MLS Cups before, but it's been a long time since they've been a really dominant side. And not only have they won back-to-back, they've also lost back-to-back MLS yeah. Cups, but they're used to making deep runs, and they, they haven't been in that position for a while. And I do wonder uh, how patient is both ownership and the fan base going to be with Jeff. that. Yes? L.A. Galaxy. Oh, you know, when this offseason started and the, the move started to trickle in, Oof. you know, signing Mike McGee by itself, oh, okay. Signing Ashley Cole, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't my response. Signing right. Emmanuel Boateng, oh, oh, okay, I guess, sure, okay. Nigel DeYoung, oh, okay, all right, that was good. <sighs> They're playing really well in the pre- <laughs> In the preseason, and in CCL, they're they're the only team that realistically has a chance to advance right now. And by the time you listen to this, it may be all over for them. But like, but like, you know, here's the thing: we've talked at length in the past about Bruce Arena and how he's a wizard. (laughs) He's a wizard. You're you're talking about a team that in one off season lost Todd Donovan. Edison Buttle, Donovan Ricketts, no loss there, uh, Omar Gonzalez, Janino, and Dan Gargan. Ignacio Maganto as well. So all those names, names that if you're an LA Galaxy fan, you talk about routinely. But they just reload, man. They really did reload in a big way. And there was an article in the LA Times like talking to the people at the LA Galaxy. Like, how were they able to do this? And then you hear how they did it. It's like they found every single loophole possible to get all of these guys under the cap limits and under all this stuff. It's all on the up and up, but it's it's very, very Bruce Arena how it was done. But let's just talk about who left. Because there are some big exits. Uh, Omar Gonzalez is a huge... That's a massive exit. Not just because he's an enormous man, but also because of what he has meant to this team. I think uh, he's an international he's... caliber center back. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, and, yes. and those do not grow on trees in this league. They just don't. Now, you, you're. I guess if you're Bruce Arena, you're hoping that 
the addition of you know defensive sort of uh, reinforcements in the form of Gel Van Dam and Ashley Cole and Nigel DeYoung here are going to make up for that loss, and they certainly seem to have been doing so already. So we'll have to see how that plays out. Mm-hmm. But that's a massive loss. I, I'll be interested to see. You know, there were times last year where. L.A. just blew the doors off people, and there were times that they looked kind of impotent. And I'm interested well, to see, can they keep teams off the board and stay in all these matches and win those one nils? Because we always we all know that they can win those 5-2 games. Yeah, but they can did, you win one nil? But can you win the one nil games? You know also, what I mean? They, they lost a 5-2 game to the Portland Timbers. Who they did, but you know what I mean. The like, Cup, they, but I do know what you mean. I do know what you mean. Omar Gonzalez, just to just point out uh, how valuable he was to the team. Of the five MLS Cups the LA Galaxy has won, Omar was on three of those teams. It's amazing. He He's a contributor. <laughs> he contributes. Yeah. Even though he's a defender, he scored, I think, 12, maybe 13 goals Galaxy during legend. his career. And he's already scored for Pachuca. That's already happened. He's yeah. only played like five matches. Centipede Master. Scored. He's good. He's always been good. And it was also only a matter of time before he transferred somewhere. I thought he was going to go to Europe. I was a little surprised that he went to Mexico. But it was it was just going to be a matter of time. Juninho as well, matter of time. Uh, Donovan Ricketts, he was too old. So let's talk about who's in here. They bring in Dan Kennedy, who is a veteran goalkeeper. And that's fantastic. Um you bring in all of this European talent. Yes, there are a lot of them are a billion years old, but when you take the fact you have all of these guys, this is still a team that has Robbie Keane, still a team that has Steven Gerrard, still a team that has Giovanni Dos Santos. Like those people are still on this roster. If you look at it, it seems like they're cheating, and I totally understand why people think that they're cheating because uh, some some wizardry is afoot. But I'm going to buy, and I'll tell you why I'm going to buy. It's because this team went out in the first round of the playoffs, which is unheard of in the Bruce Arena era. They have to do better than that. And if they don't, this is the kind of thing where like, oh, maybe you should move on. But this is Bruce Arena's last year on his contract, and I wouldn't be surprised if he's retiring anyway. Um, but there's, there's, a, there's a lot that was done in the offseason that seems to show that they're trying to win today. I'm buying simply because... I don't understand the wizardry of Bruce Arena, <laughs> but I respect the wizardry of Bruce, of Bruce Arena. You know, the more I think about it, the more I, you know, you, you have pieces that are at this point immovable, you know, like they're not going to be moving and changing. Robbie Keane is playing where he's going to play. Gio DeSantos playing where he's going to play. Steven Gerrard playing where he's going to play. I... I I, I, as a collective, if you'd have asked me this a month and a half ago, by the way, I'd been selling 100%. Oh, it looked pretty bad. But there for as a, a while. collective, I'm buying this crap that Bruce Arena pulls. It's ridiculous. It does it every year. How can we get LA is going to be good again this year. This just in LA is going to make the playoffs. LA is going to go deep in the playoffs. But I, I know we've had this discussion before, um, but LA has to make the playoffs and they have to go deep in the playoffs. And I mean that as they're the New York Yankees of Major League Soccer. The, anything short of that is failure. In fact, anything short of an well, MLS I was Cup about to final say, appearance I think, is failure. I think we discovered this past offseason that going out in the first round of the playoffs is failure. Because they got rid of a lot of players. Yeah. Let's clean house after we make the playoffs and go out. It's amazing to me. Uh, moving on. Montreal Impact. Relatively mm-hmm. quiet offseason. They yeah. certainly got rid of uh, you know a couple of names in Justin Mapp, Dilly Duca, 
uh, Kenny Cooper, Nigel Rio Coker. Um, that being said, they did bring in the dynamic Harry Ship, which, like I said, is probably the the, the shock, most interesting move of the off season. Montreal were dynamic last season already. They they showed flashes of really really great soccer. Um, I generally speaking am buying only because I feel like they didn't get the most out of the talent that they had last season. Um, and I think I think they underperformed with the talent level that they had. And I think you're going to see better results. And lest we forget, gingers, there it is. They still got that beautiful, handsome, oh no, <laughs> gentleman, tall, oh, muscular. God. Are you trying? To, what are you doing? I'm, I'm. 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 I'm simply just sharing my feelings. Very <sighs> visceral feelings. Where to get letters? Visceral feelings. Just finish this. Oh no, it's horrible. going to go on. It's going to be really great. Tall, oh, <laughs> distinguished, on, cut jawline of the amazing Didier Drogba. That took an hour. Probably the most immediate impact that a player maybe has ever made in, in this league. Was that a pun? They got, they got Didier Drogba. They build the right pieces around him. They're going to be great. Keep in mind, Gingers, last season, they switched coaches in the middle of the season. Yeah. So we never really saw – in fact, they did better after they switched. So we, we didn't quite see what they could have been with a full season. Uh, Mauro Biello now has both a preseason and a whole season. This, this is going to be a very different team. Not a lot of moves. I think the Harry Ship signing is robbery. that <laughs> shouldn't have happened. But they got him, so you know, good, good, good for them. Uh, I think it's going to be a strong team coming in, and this is a team that plays in the East. The East still looks like the weaker conference to me, uh, and that's where you have to do well. They've got a shot here. I'm buying because I think this is this this goes up. They're looking better. The creativity of Ship paired with the ability to to hold possession and ball control of. Didier Drogba is is scary if you're a team in the East. Oh, oh, and and two additional notes before we move on. Uh, one, heaven forbid, Drogba leaves in the summertime or gets injured or something like that. Uh, this is a very different team without him. But it looks like the star of CCL last year, Cameron Porter, is back healthy again. Warms your heart. Warms your heart. Hope uh, hope it stays that way. Uh, uh, in my opinion, the moment of the season, scoring oh. that goal. He's already a hero. In stoppage there. time. He's a legend. He's a club legend. And he only played like four matches. Yeah. <laughs> club <laughs> legend. That pass, though. Can we hero. talk about that pass? Anyway, sorry. Um, moving on, Gingers. New England Revolution. Well, they brought in Xavier Kowasi. They lost Jermaine Jones. I, I still don't understand what's going on with that. I don't know. I, I would tell you this Jermaine Jones actually tweeted this fact. They're a better team with him in the lineup. I think I think the role that Jermaine Jones plays is not one that you see played particularly well. The possessing, roaming, holding, destroyer, midfielder. He's sort of a hybrid. Um, you don't see a player of that level play a position like that, except if you're Kyle Beckerman. Um, I think they're going to miss him if it winds up being that he doesn't play for them this season. 
I'm going to, I'm just looking at the moves made. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to reach the same lofty heights that they had last couple of seasons. I'm selling on New England. I'm going to sell as well, uh, mostly because I'm getting a little tired of New England. I'm getting a little tired of them. They did make it all the way to the MLS Cup final and, of course, lost yet again, which is their specialty. But uh, I, I need to see more from them. I, I really, really do. And, and and this this was a team that like they had Patrick Mullins who they lost in the expansion draft. They had Tony Taylor who they lost in the expansion draft. They had AJ Soares. They lost him to a free transfer. Like there were a lot of really and this is last season, not the, not not this offseason. But they had a, like a lot of really good talent that just sort of walked out of the door. And I mean, figure it out with Jermaine Jones, but they're not go. I don't think they're going to. I don't think they're going to figure it out because uh, one, he's probably asking for way more than he's worth. Um, but I, I, I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing it. Me neither. Now that I've said this, they'll, of course, win the MLS Cup. But. Moving on. New York City Football Club. Jeff. Mm, not familiar. Let's move on. You ever heard of him? Okay, got it. Um, <laughs> New York City made a lot of moves that you would expect from a team that's coming off of a year where they filled most of their roster with an expansion draft. There were a lot of names that were brought in as MLS veterans, they knew the league, they knew what was going on, but clearly were never lauded for their their raw skill, their raw talents. Um, you you have players like Ned Grabovoy leaving, Jeb Brovsky leaving, um, Sebastian Velasquez leaving, Chris Winger leaving. In addition to a couple of players that they got for, as off of loans from Manchester City in Shea Facey and Angelino. Now, their real... You know, sort of Achilles' heel last year was defense. They br- they've tried in this off season to to address that. Um, they brought in um, Ronald Macharita from Alajuelense. They brought in Diego Martinez. They brought in Frederick Briand, who has like is that how that's pronounced? It's Briand. Yeah, it's not brilliant. I wish it was brilliant. In addition to the kid Federico Bravo, who's sort of a hybrid um, sweeper, center back, D mid type to, to sort of fill in that thing. Yes, I'm a homer. Yes, I'm a New York City FC season ticket holder. But I think you're kind of crazy not to be buying on on New York City FC. Only I'm not trying to say they're going to win the MLS Cup. They're not. They might make the playoffs. They certainly have a better chance of making the playoffs this year than they had last year. They, I'm going to buy as well, namely because like last year was a really bad year. Yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> they, they did they did pretty poorly, um, and the city football group has, is very clear about the expectations that they have. They're very high for this as a, a team, as a project, as a plan. I do believe that things are looking up. It was a shame they couldn't find a way to hold on to Shea Facey or Angelino. Yeah, decided to send especially Angelino. That kid has a big future. I think Shea, we'll hear Shea Facey's name again, yeah. I think. Not not in this league, probably, but you'll, you'll hear his name again. Uh, interesting moves, but I'll admit, like, I'm not familiar with Diego Martinez. I'm not, like, I'm not familiar with the, how these guys are. Um, but I'm still going to buy. I do like the Jack Harrison pickup. I do like Ethan White coming in. I think they've got, they've got something. And they got rid of some underperforming players, players that didn't quite fit. Yeah. What they're trying to do. I, and I think I think you know the more I read and learn 
about Patrick Vieira in terms of his vision and how he runs his practices and that kind of thing, the more optimistic I am. Like I said, I don't think we're going to win the league, but I, I do think that we're going to surprise some teams in terms of the organization and the method in which they play soccer this year. I really do. Across the river? Yeah, man. Through the woods. Your New York Red Bulls. <laughs> yes, indeed. You know, the Red Bulls, the big obvious elephant in the room here is Matt Miazga to Chelsea. Matt Miazga, arguably their best player. <laughs> uh, I would go out of limb and say that. Although first team ginger Dax McCarty might have something to say about that. Or he might agree with me. I don't know. He might agree with me on that. I don't um, think he'd agree with you. We had I him think, on the show. I had him burn you. I think I'm going to... Oh, this is tough for me. Because it's going to sound... There's there's part of me that wants to buy, and what I mean by when I say that is yes, they won the supporter shield, but I I feel as if Jesse Marsh has this team playing in a way that they they could have played for the MLS Cup final last year, in my opinion, in terms of how well they were playing and how organized. I'm buying only because I feel as if the Jesse Marsh method has not yet reached full fruition with this team, and functionally you have. Except for Miazga, the the same core players that you had last season. I'm buying. I'm buying because this team looked great last year and at bargain basement prices. Mm-hmm. They weren't spending anything. They won more games than they'd ever won in the history of the team. They got the supporter shield now twice in the past uh, in, in the past two seasons. Three seasons, really. 2013, 2015, um, won the Supporter Shield. They look good. They're off-season. Like, I understand the whole argument about Matt Miazga. They, they have brought in players. I don't think they have necessarily have a direct replacement for him, but they still have some good talent. And I am curious to see how these homegrown kids are. They signed a lot of them. They signed yeah. a lot of these players that they come to the, their academy. And they have one of the few... MLS Academies that produces talent. And People serious actually, talent. Real talent. They really do show up and they really become something. So I'm buying on that one. Um, and I know we're not doing these predictions yet, but I, they could be an MLS Cup team. They could. Although that franchise, they need to win that thing. Yeah, it's time. It's time for them. They really need to win it. Orlando City. Yeah, baby. The Lions. Once again, un, I think underperforming based on what they had um, last season. The big name, of course, brought in was Antonio Nocerino. Um it's so funny when you see this listed as trade from DC United. The idea that how our league works means no, he didn't come from Milan. He came from DC United. <laughs> it's so strange. It's really a strange. It's so strange. Uh, you know, there's some big names that went out though. Uh, Corey Ash, Danny Mwanga, um, Tally Hall. Some names left this team. Now you still have the creative brilliance of Kaká there. You still have a, a rock-solid back line. You still have MLS Rookie of the Year by a mile in Kyle Laren. Oh. Um, it's not even close. I don't know who you would even... I think they underperformed last year. And because of that, I'm going to say I'm going to buy on Orlando City. And uh, Orlando City's front office agrees with you. That's why they moved these players out. They do believe they underperformed. That was another team, much like NYCFC, that was expecting to make the playoffs in the first season. Uh, and the fact that they didn't is a failure. So I did have some questions. They got rid of 
both of their goalkeepers. Yeah. They have both Tally Hall and Josh Ford. That was a surprise. They bring in Joe Bendick, who did have a good season in Toronto. I'm not familiar with Mason, or they're one of their homegrown players they brought in. It was just interesting moves, and there's been a lot of turmoil in the front office over there in Orlando City. That's been strange in the offseason. I'm going to buy because I think they can do better than they did, but uh, it's a reluctant buy. Still got some questions. But our next team, very interesting. Dude, they're going crazy. The Philadelphia Union. I love it. Basically got rid of the entire team. They really did. Like, everyone's gone. They really did. They it's, brought in a whole new set of names. I, Alex, I know we're, t- we're tight on time, but we are. your thoughts. I like the ruthlessness of the Philadelphia Union. I, I like the fact that the front office at this point might feel as if, hey, we owe these damn fans something, man. Because they do. They Those fans do. in Philadelphia are arguably the best fans in the league because they go out and they ruthlessly support their team regardless of the fact that they're total crap most of the time. They're mm-hmm. terrible. And here's the thing. You bring in a Chris Pontius, who's a, a quality MLS player. You still have talent on this roster. Sebastian Latou still plays for this team. Let, let's not forget that. Vincent O'Gara had a great year last year. I, I think I think this team could make noise. I mean, obviously they have Moadu. I, I think this team could make some noise in the East. They really could. You now, saw I know- flashes of it last year. Now, most oh, of the team is gone. but <laughs> yeah, All that team, they don't, they yeah. don't play at Philly anymore. I know I criticized Chicago for basically firing their team, and I'm going to say that was a good move for Philadelphia. But the reason for Philadelphia is it, it, was, it was a mess, and it's been a mess for a long time. And I believe the really big change here is bringing in Ernie, Ernie Stewart as yes. their sporting director. Mm-hmm. Big, big change. You, want to, you hope that what this team gets is a vision of how they want to play the game because I feel like at times it was disjointed last year and they were relying on certain players, you know, the Connor Cases, the Freds, the Sebastian Latus of the world to do everything. Andrew Winger at, at times, Christian Maidana at times. I, I, you got the sense that they didn't play as a collective unit. Mm-hmm. I'm interested to see sort of how the formation and how the sort of the mantra with which they play the game changes this year it's a good question and just one last note for you gingers out there if you've never watched a new york cosmos game uh walter restrepo is pretty good yeah that's a decent signing by philadelphia uh we'll see how that all pans out for them of course but i i like the new look here i'm buying of course philly was terrible but i'm buying philly uh, and, and I'm gonna, I'm definitely gonna watch some of these games because one, that's part of the gig here, and two, I think they're gonna be a much different team to watch. If I was a Philly fan, I'd be very excited. Jeff, yes, you're defending MLS Cup champion Portland Timbers. They brought in Ned Grabovoy, so I think they're unstoppable. All joking aside, <laughs> <laughs> Gingers. Portland made some moves this offseason. I think a lot of them were salary cap inclined, meaning I don't necessarily think that 
offloading Maxi Ruti was like on their top priority list of things to do this offseason. But I think they, you know, they brought in some talent in Jack McInerney. That can't be understated. Not to mention they have, they have gobs and gobs of talent on that team already. You know, you're talking about a team who, with future U.S. Men's National Team Hall of Famer, Darlington Nagby on it. <laughs> you're talking about a team with Nat Borchers. You're talking about a team with Fernando Adi, one of the most exciting players in the league, Diego Chara. I, I, I'm buying on Portland. Are they going to win the league again? I don't know. They still have the pieces to be amazingly good this, this year. They have a lot of talent there. But as engineers uh, who were following us last season, they weren't world beaters. No, they certainly were not. They just got hot at the right time, which is how this league works. So hat tip to them. Like, that's absolutely what you need to do. Here's the thing, though. That all changed when they brought Darlington Abbey more centrally. And I absolutely think now that they understand that that's the role and they can build the team around him, I'm excited to see sort of how the Grabovoys and McInerneys of the world play into that. I, I think... I think going into the season, understanding that you're going to get to have Darlington Nagby play 34 games for you in central midfield, mm-hmm. you feel pretty optimistic. Got to feel optimistic. I do think they're going to feel the hurt from Jorge Villafania leaving. Yes, I agree. To Santos Laguna. Uh, I imagine this was a wages issue. Yeah, probably. Jorge deserves it to be paid. Uh, Jorge is an American. Just want to point this out, everybody. Never been called up. Don't know why. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, they could at any time. So Jürgen. please, some, somebody do this. <laughs> Call Jorge. He's from Anaheim. Jürgen. Come on. Call him. He better call him. <laughs> and he might, now that he plays in Mexico, he m- might have a uh, better <laughs> feeling for him. And Will Johnson, of course, had to go. He wasn't getting minutes anyway. Uh, I- I'm going to buy. I'm going to buy. Real Salt Lake. The big thing here, the great return of Yuramov Sissian, club legend there in RSL. Chris Huge. Wingert also returning home. And his uh, hair. And his, yeah, man. I mean, hey, come on. It's incredible. RSL had a, a, a disappointing 2015. I, I don't think there's any other way to say it than that. It's you? understating. That's, that's, that's an understatement of a century. Yeah. Have they done enough to change that? I don't think they have, I don't Alex. think they have either. I really wish I could say something different. Uh, there's there's something because they're I don't know they're 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 they always have like a chip on their shoulder they're a small market team you kind of want them to do well yeah me and too and there was this run that they had in the Jason Christ years where they were always competitive team they always looked like they could take the MLS Cup even though they didn't every year but they looked they looked very very serious they had a bad year but they also got rid of a lot of those players who I thought were good on that team mm-hmm. and yes uh, Euro was signed. But I'm looking at these other people. I'm like, who is this? <laughs> what, what, what? I expected more in the RSL offseason. Yeah, me too. And I do wonder. This is a coach that's on the hot seat as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Jeff Kesar, I, I, I believe he is. But I think they're not helping him here. <laughs> they're, not, they're not giving him any weapons to work They've with. They've not gone out of their way to give him an amazing team to work with, no. They only signed one homegrown player. RSL is another one of these clubs that has a really good academy program. Like, that's all we had was just one guy? I don't know. I'm selling. San Jose Earthquakes. 
relatively quiet offseason. You know, San Jose still feeling just getting comfortable in their new home at Avaya Stadium. Um, sold out their season ticket allotment for this year. Yeah, congratulations. Big news for them. Congratulations. Um, I don't know with San Jose. I feel like San Jose, they have to me like the scrappy do mentality, <laughs> if you will. Meaning, I feel as if they feel as if they're punching below their weight when they're really punching above their weight. Yes, they have true American hero Chris Wondolowski on that team, and he's good for a lot. And and one of the most exciting players in the league in Innocent Imagara, who I love to watch Innocent Imagara play. You know, they also have Fataya Lash, Quincy Ameriqua. They have names. They have exciting young talent on this team. I... I I'm going to go ahead and buy on... Oh, that's not what I was expecting. ...on on the the earthquakes, only because I feel... Like, I've said this a couple times this year, you know, I don't think they got the most out of their talent. They have Santa Niasi on this team. They have Shea Salinas on this team. But they found themselves scrapping for playoff spots the entire season. Marvel wins is... is, is 29 you you have some a lot of the names on this team are getting a little bit up there but there's still a lot of good years in this lineup i think personally i'm buying this team they only missed the playoffs by four points i think they're better innocent emigara who only goes by innocent by the way now that's it of course he does (laughs) uh got injured way too early last season yeah Way too early. He was looking really good, and then it was over. Uh, appears to be healthy now. Coming in, I think that's good. Uh, Mat- uh, MPG, Matias Perez Garcia, I think he's going to be good. That's a great name and a great nickname. And I know everyone loves crapping on him, but I do believe the signing of Chad Barrett does matter. And here's why. <laughs> okay. He's, like a, he's an Alan Gordon-ish, Mike McGee-ish player that you bring in late in games and in spite of the fact, like no one is like a huge, fan he has some of height. Him, no, hey, listen, he he's, gets it done. He's got the physicality there. Now I agree with you. He gets it done, and there's a reason why he's been on so many teams. Now some say, why is he always disposable? <laughs> why do teams always get rid of him? But keep in mind, he's a 30 year old man, which in this sport is not a young man, and he keeps playing. People keep signing him because he can score these goals that are not pretty. But they're late, and they're when you need them to happen. Mm-hmm. I was actually surprised Seattle let him go. Yeah, me too. I, th- I thought he served that role well for them. Uh, but the other problem, of course, is now that he's 30, he's been playing since 2005 in MLS. This is his 11th season. I, I bet he's getting getting a few dollars there. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, bet, I bet he's getting a few Speaking dollars. Speaking of so Seattle. Gonna... Speaking of Seattle, Jeff. Mm-hmm. Very interesting offseason for the Seattle Sounders. Um, a lot of players went out the door. In names that you've heard of, Lamar Nagel, Marco Papa, Obafemi Martins, for f***'s sake, Troy Perkins, Gonzalo Pineda, Chad Barrett, the aforementioned Chad Barrett, Michael Azira. I, ugh. Here's the thing. You have enough talent in a Clinton Dempsey that he's going to single-handedly win you some games. You have talent in the form of young master Jordan Morris, who has a massive, massive future 
in this league. Have they done enough, though? Have they have they filled the talent that they've sent out the door? I. All right, I've got a couple of feelings. One, I think we've only seen part one of a two-part reloading happening. I think there's That's something fair. happening in the summer window. I really do. Especially with Oba Femi Martin, somewhat unexpectedly, leaving the team. That's a DP slot that Seattle suddenly has. Wide open. And Seattle will spend. They prove that again and again. They will absolutely do it. And they're going to need somebody. Um Free agents who saw their CCL match, they looked pretty good mm-hmm. offensively. Mm-hmm. Defense had some question marks. But I still like the signing of Joven Jones, somewhat unheralded, but I think that's a good signing. That they got. I agree, that, I agree. Y- yet again, Chicago just giving talent away. Yep. Uh, I do like that signing. I do like the Michael Farfan signing. One half of the Farfan twins, Gabriel Farfan, is on loan to New York Cosmos this season. I like... Jordan Morris. I like Nathan Sturgis. I, I think they got some good signings, but I believe there's another part to this. So it's a long answer to your question. Like, did they replace everybody? No, they did not. They absolutely did not. I, I made a, I made a point last season of, of mentioning, and you know, you, you sort of scoffed at me at first, but like the stats sort old. of the stats sort of bore it out. The idea that so much of their offense came from the link up play of of just. Dempsey and Martins. Two players. Two players. One of those players is gone. And and if you're the rest of that lineup, you have to prove that you, as a collective, can provide the build-up play that those two guys, two guys, gave you better build-up play than a lot of the other nine players on the field. You have to prove that you can get your attacking talent in a position to score as a collective unit. And not just have those two unbelievably technically gifted players pass through opponents. I'll say this. I'm going to buy this team, uh, but they have to go deep in the playoffs, probably even an MLS Cup appearance, if not a win, or else Ziggy is gone. I'm selling because I, I, I haven't seen enough. And, and obviously the season hasn't started yet, but I, I need to see their ability to, to play attacking build-up soccer Routinely against MLS quality talent without Obafemi Martins in the side. Sweet, tough one. Sporting Kansas City. This is a team that I caution every season. Like, don't sleep on Sporting They could be KC. really good. And here's another year. They're going to another be year. They're going to be pretty good. They're going to be pretty good. Like, you can't, you look the wrong way and they're going to kill you. Can we just talk about the importance of the Brad Davis signing for a moment here? Yeah. I, I, I mean, you're talking about a team in sporting that plays the game on the ground, and they do that very, very well. I'm not trying to imply that they don't do it very well. But Brad Davis, with a gift from the heavens of a crossing foot, he, he all of a sudden opens up additional offensive channels that they simply didn't have before. They, they were not. a player that, you know, they, they were a team that decided that they were going to, to out. A lot of times they tried to either outrun or play a more technical game than their opponents. Now you can beat teams in the air because of the service of, of Brad Davis alone. 
Absolutely. It's exciting to see. Now, and, is Brad Dom, Davis going to be able to Dwyer, keep up with the pace of that team? That's another question. We'll that's another question, but Dom Dwyer suddenly is getting service all the time. Yeah. A hundred percent he's getting service all the time. Now, whether he can finish, mm. <laughs> we'll have to see. But all of a sudden, he's getting service all game long. That's that's good signing. You also and wonder, also, can you fill in the defensive liability that's a Brad Davis, though? That That's going to be another question. It is a question mark. I do like Justin Mapp coming in. Yeah. Uh, I, I think they made some good moves. It was... I understand why Eric Palmer Brown went out on loan, probably because the young man wanted to. Uh, he would have been useful to have. But yeah, I, I, I understand. I'm buying on Sporting. I'm also going to buy. Uh, Christian Nemeth would have been nice to have. But again, I also understand money being money. And this is, again, I know I say this about a lot of these clubs now. This is an ownership group. There's high expectations for Sporting KC. That entire project, there's high expectations. Uh, how long do you think it's going to be before they say, Peter, where's our MLS Cup? I think he has this year and another year, but we'll Probably. have to see how that plays. I, I mean, great manager, uh, and I don't mean to take uh, anything away from that. I'm not claiming he's never won an MLS Cup because obviously he has. But this is an ownership group that sees themselves like LA sees themselves that they're supposed to be competing every single year. Mm-hmm. It's not like we won an MLS Cup and you're going to be here for another six years. Uh, what do you think? Two years. I, I, I think he's got two years. Like I said, I'm buying on Sporting, but we'll have to sort of see how that dr- that drama plays out. Yeah, uh, I don't think that seat's hot. I mean, he got uh, he got the U.S. Open Cup. He's gotten the MLS Cup for them. He also won an MLS Cup as a player for Sporting KC. He's the only person to do both as player and manager. He has a lot of details there. Also, how long do you think it is before someone comes and takes Peter Vermees? That that's a better awesome. question because I, I think I think – he eventually will command a very, very large salary. He's um, only 49. We'll have to see how that plays out as well. Uh, Toronto FC, Jeff. A very up-and-down, interesting team to watch last year. Far and away the best player in the league in Sebastian Javinko. Oh, that, I, that's not even... It's not even debate. debatable. I'm not, not going to have that um, conversation. I... <sighs> they still had questions on defense and they still had questions where let's say sebastian's hurt he's not having a great game where does your offense come from michael bradley's on this team that shouldn't be a question that you have to ask but it's a question that you have to ask unfortunately joe bendick out the door robbie finley out the door that yeah and luke moore uh out the door Yes. And uh rumor today hercules gomez out the door yeah that's that so i mean there's they're certainly relying on the talent that they have in terms of, of the big three of Josie, Bradley, and Sebastian Javinko. But does the addition of Drew Moore, once again, good talent there. Stephen Betashore, good talent there. Will Johnson, good talent there. They brought in some names. Have they done enough to shore up their defensive liabilities? Not quite. They've done some. Yeah, I like Drew Moore. I like Stephen Betashore. I think those are really good signings. Those are going to be very, very helpful in defense. But that defense was atrocious. It was, it was real bad. Right. And I don't know if two players is enough. Uh, I was surprised to see a change in goal, but Clint Irwin, as we mentioned earlier in the show, he's a good keeper. I think that's good. They also have Alex Bono, who they drafted, I believe, last season, is also uh, on the roster there in goal. 
there's some good signings. I haven't seen an answer, though, to your bigger question of what are you going to do when Sebastian Javinko gets injured or, and we all know what I'm about to say, some big money club yeah. comes by and says, hey, Toronto, here's $10 million. Which I don't know they're if crazy not to take. They would be insane. If, uh, oh, if someone offered Toronto $10 million for you Sebastian You take it in Chicago, a heartbeat. You take it in a heartbeat and say, we'll figure it out. We'll, <laughs> we'll make it work. It. We'll make it work. And the reason I bring it up, Ginger, is there's rumors that Chelsea's been sniffing around, especially if Conte uh, becomes the coach there, comes the, the manager there. And he would go immediately. This Italian manager, and you could play for one of the biggest clubs in the world. Um, that's going to be tough. You have Josie Altidore, but Josie Altidore is not the same type of player. He just isn't. I'm selling on Toronto FC. All right. No, you're not going to like what I'm going to say. I'm buying on Toronto FC. They stumbled into the playoffs. They have to do better. (laughs) They have to do better than that. I don't agree with that. I really think they will. I really think they will. But mark my words, I'm still buying. I'm not stepping down from that. Uh, Mark my words, though. If they only make the playoffs and lose immediately or miss the playoffs, Greg Vanny is done. I 100% agree. Vancouver Whitecaps, Jeff, to round it all off. Vancouver, a team that I called early on last season as a team to watch, played really well. Now, there was some talent that left this team. Steven Betashore, we've already mentioned. Mauro Rosales traded to Dallas uh, earlier on this month. Um, excuse me, last month. Now, God, it's March. I can't believe it. The season's right around the corner. They brought in Blas Perez. That's certainly the name that was brought in. And they shored up a little bit on defense um, with this aired guy from, from uh, Rangers, who we all know my affinity of the, for the Scottish, uh, the Scottish game. You follow it so closely. <laughs> Did oh, you dear. hear that uh, one of those gingers told us we should follow Ross County? It was very insistent. Bro, on it. Anyway, continue. Y- your last name is Ross. I, I'm, my, I'm buying in Vancouver feel. because I feel like the, the, the things that made them successful last year are still present there. I, I, think, I think, yes, they're going to miss Stephen Bay to shore. I, that's not a question here. They also got meaningful stuff out of uh, Robert Earnshaw and Mauro Rosales, and those names are gone. But I also, if you're Vancouver and you have a team like you do, whose MLS roster, in, sorry, I'm indigestion, <laughs> has one of the most exciting players in MLS in Kakuta Mane, who's only 21 years old, who you can build a team around, not to mention Darren Maddox, Pedro Morales, you, you know, bringing in a Blas Perez. I, I'm excited. I'm excited to watch Vancouver play. I think they're going to be – I'm buying on Vancouver only because I feel like exactly what they did last year, they can do the exact same thing this year. Absolutely buying on Vancouver. They look very, very good. I wish they were doing some more interesting things in defensive signings in I don't the offseason. But they still have a lot of that strength they used to have on the team. Uh, and Robert Earnshaw, just pointed it out, retired last year, uh, had a long and storied career, and then immediately – Join the Vancouver Whitecaps uh, coaching staff. He now coaches one of their residency teams. I believe it's the U14s, but I'll have to double-check that. So congratulations to him on a career and a job well done. Vancouver, though, keep an eye out. I agree with you. Who's, who's going to be the, the team 
that we're going to be oddly in favor of. You were a big Vancouver fan last season, and I was writing a hashtag new crew. It's no longer hashtag new crew. Should we pick new ones, or do we want to think about it? I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that Orlando City is going to make some waves this season. Okay. They're, they're okay. playing in the East, and I... I I think I think we could be looking at Orlando City being top two or three in the league in come July, August time. Interesting. Yeah, I, I think the maturity okay. of Kyle Laren, plus the fact that I do think that, she, that Orlando will be active in this summer transfer window. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I see big things. They have a great home field advantage. They play in a place that's very difficult for away fans to come play because of the humidity and the heat. I think I think they squandered so many points last year. They will not squander that many points this year. I think Orlando could surprise a lot of people. Okay, fair, fair. Uh, to keep the pattern going, where I had an Eastern Conference team last year and you had a Western one, so this year you took an Eastern Conference team. I have to take a Western one. Uh, even though I think San Jose Earthquakes going to actually have a pretty good season, I can't take them because that's the LA Galaxy's major rival in the conference. Yeah, how dare just, you? I, I can't do it on Nikki principle. Nikki would stop listening to the show. <laughs> like, I just, I can't. Yeah. I can't do it. So I'm going to say Sporting Kansas City is going to be the team that I'm going to be weirdly rooting for. Yeah, it's going to be exciting <laughs> that stuff. I don't follow. Real uh, quick, Jeff, we got to go around the league, bro. It's, it's match week. The oh, league yeah, is here. Let's go around the league. Starting at one thirty, Jeff, one thirty, baby, on TSN4, so I'll be watching. Red Bulls play host against Toronto FC. Oh, Red Bulls. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I'm going to say Red Bulls 2-1. Uh, I'm going I'm to take, you know what, I'll, I'll take 2-0 I'll take on wow. this. All right. Even though I think Toronto's going to have a better year, they're not going to start strong. I agree with you. Orlando City at home against Real Salt Lake. <sighs> they're going to fill the bowl again. Yeah, man. They're going to do it. There's going to be 60,000. I'm taking to Orlando City. Uh, and you know what? Another decent showing. I'm going to do another 2 0 here. Orlando City 3, RSL 1. Wow. Orlando City is going to come out and make a statement on opening day. Chicago wow. Fireplay host to my beloved New York City FC. I'll be there. Gingers, I'm going to be in Chicago, Illinois. I, not really. Bridgeview, Illinois. Uh, watching this game with Third Rail and the other supporters of uh, New York City FC. Uh, I'll be tweeting my location out. Come see me if you can. I'd love to meet you guys. Um, oh, Jeff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a homer, bro. I'm, I'm yeah. taking New York City on this one, 2-1. Uh, I'm going to take a very disappointing opening day 1-1 draw. <laughs> You're a criminal. You're I, a I criminal. haven't been caught yet. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> keep Houston Dynamo at home against New England Revolution. That's at 3 p.m. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take Ooh. Houston on this one. You know, I'm also going to take Houston on this one, and I know it's very early in the season, but this is going to tell us a lot about both of these teams. I agree, specifically around New England. Yeah. I'm really excited to see and anxious to see what New England can put forward this season. I really am. Uh, Also at 3 p.m., San Jose Earthquakes play host of the Colorado Rapids. Oh, uh, San Jose. Yeah. San Jose. I I don't buy the Rapids. I still think that Colorado has... Has there's sort of a I don't know to say there's a sleeping giant, but there's there's talent there. Day one, 
at Avaya, a sold-out Avaya, is not where that's going to show up. It's going to be San Jose. Uh, also at 3 p.m., FC Dallas play host to Philadelphia. I like what Philly's doing, but this I think FC once again at home, game. it's Dallas. It's got to be Dallas for me, too. Uh, Philly's going to put up a fight, though. Yeah, it's going to be a scrappy game. Yeah, But I I think Dallas is going to walk away with this one. The game to watch of the week in my book here, rematch of MLS Cup Final, Portland Timbers at home against the the Columbus Columbus Crew Soccer Club. Jeff. I've got Portland winning at home. Me too. I thought you were going to take new crew, bro. No, I've moved on. I'm a sporting KC man now. Change. Hashtag SKC. The change man. Uh, Portland to Columbus one. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go a little higher scoring, similar results, but Portland three, Columbus two. Oh, you're a crazy person. Uh, five goals. Five thirty p.m. Eastern time. That's two thirty locally, where Vancouver plays host to the Montreal Impact. A little Canadian action going on. Yeah, take that. Uh, somehow, both on TSN 1 and TSN 3, we've asked this before. I need a Canadian to explain to me how please this works help me. TV-wise. <laughs> please, please help me. I don't understand. And how many TSNs are there? There's at least four. Too many. Oh, boy. This is going to be a good one. Um, but to keep my troll credentials going, a more exciting draw, but a 2-2 draw. Hmm. 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 Uh, also, <laughs> you're not gonna make a, You didn't make a pick. <sighs> because I, I, uh, I don't. Those wanna, are gonna be good teams, Gingers. I'm gonna say Both one. I'm gonna say one one. I you think one one. Yeah, I, I think I think wow. Vancouver's gonna have a great season, but I I think Montreal's gonna 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 give it to him. It's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be cagey this one. Uh, anyway. Seven PM Eastern, Seattle Sounders at home against SKC. What might be a preview of the Western Conference final. We'll see about that. We'll see certainly see about that. <laughs> I'm gonna take SKC away. Two one. Wow. This is at CenturyLink at Field. Fortress CenturyLink. Opening match, seven PM, Fox Sports One, prime time. Yeah, bro. Even though I just got on this the Sporting Kansas City bandwagon, <laughs> you're right I'm back off again. Seattle. Okay, got it. Yeah, <laughs> Seattle two one. <laughs> My brand new Sporting KC fans are like he didn't even do it. No, no, he's he's abandoned <laughs> us already. Just a long it, street of people abandoning it's, you. Yeah, I'm working on it. And finally, the nightcap: your beloved LA Galaxy at home against DC United. LA, what eight nil, something like that, maybe? Ooh. No, uh, LA Galaxy three, DC United one. Uh, I'm going to take because LA just struggles at the start of seasons and has like inexplicably difficult yeah, games. Yeah, bro, but it's DC. It is against DC, but I think it's going to be a low scoring one. I think this is either a 2 0. It's, it's going to be either 2 0 or 1 0. Like, I'll, I won't be happy about it, but it's going to be an <laughs> LA win. Uh, that's, also, that's, that's such an LA Galaxy fan thing to say. Yeah, we're going to win, but I'm not going to be happy about it. I'm not going to be happy about it. <laughs> uh, also, a fun fact I don't have Unimas up here. You gotta get that sorted out, Ross. You don't have it, Ross. There's no no one broadcasts it. They don't have Spanish speakers. In Maine. Yeah, How is. many Hispanic people live in Maine, though? Genuinely speaking, 
about 15. Yeah, about 15 or 20. Ways that you can get in touch with us, gingers, at Straight Red Pod on Twitter. That's the show, straightred at iCloud.com. That's the show. Also, Jeff is famous on Twitter. That's Jeff at oh. Alex S. Kibler on Twitter. That's me. Oh. Straight Red Podcast on Instagram and Straight Red on Facebook. Jeff, it's now time for Quiet Time with Jeff, everyone's favorite part of the show. What do you got for the gingers tonight, man? This one's an easy one. The season's starting, folks. Baby, yes. You gotta get amped up. You gotta get ready for this. I expect each and every one of you to plop down in front of a TV or in a stadium. That's an acceptable alternative. On Sunday, starting at 1.30 p.m., going all the way to 10 p.m. No excuses. Watch all the games. Gingers, <laughs> it is that time of the year. And I say to you, with the most warm and emotion-filled hearts... Go forth and soccer. Emotion filled? That was terrible, wasn't it? Yeah, you need to send that back to the writer's room. (laughs) Emotion filled art. I'm going to edit the shit out of that. (laughs) 